Today I speak to Bob Lowe, an entrepreneur from Malaysia, whose business focuses on lead generation. During this episode, we speak about how he went from helping his friends with marketing to how he started helping clients across the globe get more sales. We speak about the importance of a side hustle and how to turn your side hustle into a full-time gig. Stay tuned. This is an episode not to be missed. Welcome to the Coached Success Podcast. This show focuses on what it truly takes to pursue a life of excellence. So today on the call, we have Bob, Bob Lowe, all the way from Malaysia. Bob, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for being on the call and um, being willing to share your journey with us. Yes, yes, I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. So, Bob, do you want to tell us who is Bob Lowe? So my name is Bob Lowe. As uh, Carl said, I'm based in Kuala Lumpur and I help companies with lead generation and branding on LinkedIn without being salesy. Um, so that's what I do. And uh, you can find me, Bob Lowe, on LinkedIn. And uh, I think the reason why uh, Carl, we got connected is because also I host a series of networking events uh, called the Asia Business Connect. And that's how, uh, yeah, that's what I do. So thanks, Carl. Awesome, awesome. So I love the fact that you spoke about lead generation um, and that it's not about being salesy. Speak to me a bit about lead generation. What got you involved in this area of, you know, um, being able to generate leads for, for businesses? What made you interested in this particular area? Yeah, it's um, so I have a background in marketing. I started my career in advertising and also did a number of years as a marketing person in a company and the hardest part of marketing or sales is actually leads like I, I put you in front of enough people you'll be able to sell right selling is like selling in front of people can be easy if you're confident of your product but the challenge is getting in front of people in the first place getting people onto calls in the first place finding people who need your products or services in the first place that's the biggest challenge so i really focus on that and um one of my favorite ways is like running events to do that so like carl you've been to a number of my events as well i like that i like that i like what you mentioned there the fact that you know if i can get you in front of enough people then somebody will buy and if we look at this rule or law right this is similar to um you know, something that I usually tell people is about the importance of being resilient, right? And what happens is the role of, 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 of averages. What you're going to do is you're going to keep knocking until you get the particular outcome that you want, right? Until the door opens. So it's very similar in a way what you mentioned is that if you if you can be in front of enough people, eventually somebody will say yes. Um, but the problem is that the, maybe people don't have enough doors to knock on. And this is how you come in to help people. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And then, so you, you said you obviously went down the, the, the path of marketing, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that because we study a particular area that this is something we'll work in or even be confident enough to actually start helping other individuals and businesses in or with, right? Speak to me a bit about your personal journey and what led you to decide that I know I can actually help businesses. What led you to, to get in that aha moment? 
I've been confident enough. Yes, um, I was working in a marketing role um, and at that time, um, so some of you might know Gary V, right? Gary Vaynerchuk. So I read a lot of his content and I think the story is, I'd always like to say this story, I worked 16 hours per day at that time. Um, not for the company, but for myself, mostly. Like some people say, hey, work for your job, but don't take your work home, right? So work as much as you can in the eight hours, but after work, find a side hustle or um, do something else. But I worked after work. Like I, I remember going to cafes and restaurants to work. But because my side hustle or the business that I was going to start today aligned with my work. So I was putting in a lot of work into my day job like um, at that time it was Facebook advertising and many influencer marketing so I worked extra and it took someone else maybe three months to launch a campaign I could launch a campaign in like two weeks um, so that part led me to when I came out to be a marketing consultant initially not focused on LinkedIn I, I started off with helping some of my friends' businesses. And I know, uh, because marketing is measurable. Marketing is one of the things you cannot mess with. It's measurable. It's not abstract. Like, we can look at the number of sales. So, leads goes towards sales, right? So, like you said, number of um, opportunities you have to speak to a person translates to sales. So, we can know the increase of sales. So, I know a lot of businesses when I first started, uh, increase revenue by 100% or increase revenue by 200%. Many, So I know that I can do it. And then I chose a specific niche as well, which was B2B businesses and coaches, which is they are mostly on LinkedIn. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I like that. I like that, um, that you said this initially started out as a side hustle um, and you put in the hours to basically free yourself of work so that you're able to start your own business, right? Full time. Mm. Speak to me a bit about some of the biggest challenges that you faced working 16-hour days. At that time? Mm hmm You literally, I said no to a lot of social activities. Mm -hmm. uh, you, I was, at that time, I think I was doing that for one year. And that at that time, I said no to every social activity and I didn't really travel as well. And on the weekends, I work as well, eight hours as mm -hmm. most days. So there was no social activities, but I had, a very, I had a focus. I know what I was going towards and I know what I was building towards. So uh, it was a sacrifice being made at that time. And uh, today I have the independence because I have my own business is because of that sacrifice mm -hmm. during that one year. Mm -hmm. I like that as well. I like the fact that you went in knowing that this is going to be a sacrifice, something that I'm willing to give up, right? I'm willing to pay the cost that's involved to get me to where I want to be, which is giving up my social life, being able to work on weekends, even though we're just for a year. Um, and I think that that is all. That is what allowed you that to obviously, like you say, um, gain the independence that you have right now. Um, and I think it's a, a struggle that many people do face is that, oh, but the fear of missing out. Did you ever have that fear of missing out? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. How do you um, manage it? You, how do I manage it? So that's that's a very in interesting question. Mm -hmm. 
I don't really manage it. I basically... Okay, so I think my driver behind that, my main motivation behind that was that I really hated working for a company. So I really mm-hmm. hated the, the corporate world. I've done mm-hmm. work in the agency and also part of big corporations. I really hate hated you know going to work and um, putting in my thumbprint mm-hmm. <laughs> at a very specific time and um, sitting in front of a computer. Like if you're working, you have to sit in front of a computer. Mm-hmm. For eight hours because you have to appear that you're working mm-hmm. so uh, it was very bad for my health so my I had a very strong motivation I wanted to go off work uh, at that time uh, I the, my goals were very different from now I just wanted to be able to have a business go mm-hmm. off after leaving the corporate world so my motivations were very pure and uh, I was very focused on it so mm-hmm. Um, FOMO, never, not really something big. Like, okay, mm-hmm. so, so I, we were, just, we were just talking about how would you spend time in Phuket before mm-hmm. the call. Um, you have the party life, and then you have like what you want to travel, uh, you, if you like nature and things like that. Mm-hmm. So for me was, if I wanted to do something, I would do something that I can enjoy to the fullest. Mm-hmm. So if I were to go out and party, but my work would not, uh, my business was not doing well, or I would not have enough money, I don't want to party. So mm-hmm. it was not very hard for me. Okay. I, I get that. I get that. Um, yeah. I, I also like the fact that, you know, some, behind that, what you mentioned, the fact that FOMA existed, but the pain wasn't as big as the pain of working for employee or, or employer, right? Having to go and check in all the time. So mm-hmm. I think that the pain, very important also for us to realize that um, there's different levels of pain and the pain that you were in at that particular moment allowed you to say or, or not to take note or focus on the pain of, of missing out right um, yes yes so mm. I, I, I like that as well and then speak to me a bit about you know transitioning from um you know an employee to actually becoming um a business owner running your own business being independent speak to me a bit about that transition what what mindset shift did you have to go through what challenges did you have to or did you face? You really have to. I think one of the biggest things that I've learned, even though I was in marketing, is that you really have to be very good at sales. Mm-hmm. Like the rest of the things will come, like accounting, taxes, registering the company, whatever. Those will come if you're good at sales, mm-hmm. and if you have a product. Maybe you're not good at sales. Maybe you have a product that has a good demand right mm-hmm. that's that is the start that you need so basically mm-hmm. being very good at sales was very important mm-hmm. because without sales you don't have a business so mm-hmm. um i right now today as i'm speaking to you i have clients all around the world from the mm-hmm. us to europe to every part even south africa so mm-hmm. i have clients all around the world but before, when I first started, I didn't have the confidence mm-hmm. to get someone to pay me without seeing them face to face. Most of mm-hmm. my clients were in my city, were my friends when I first started. And, and that's how you should start, right? Mm-hmm. Work with your business and acquaintances and your network. But eventually, you have to um, go out. And it was quite um, a learning curve. And in the end, um, 
was good that I was able to do sales through Zoom. And mm-hmm. the biggest thing is, is sales, right? Like no matter if, if, even if you're not selling a service, if you have a product, whether it's some, some of my friends, they start software businesses, right? You mm-hmm. need to know whether that software, if you put it out there, people will buy. So mm-hmm. um, unless you, are, you have a very big funding, then sales has to, has to be the first skill you have to learn. Mm-hmm. If not, get someone good at get sales to work for you. <laughs> Tell me a bit about, about sales. How did you get good at sales? What's the process Great. you followed or what tools do you have? Tools? Okay, so when it comes to sales, it's not really tools. Uh, in the beginning of my business, I worked with a sales coach mm-hmm. to learn how to sell during a call. Uh, it's basically... Very simple in a nutshell, finding mm-hmm. someone who needs your services mm-hmm. and then it has to, a sale is not, so the way I see it, it's not a win-lose, mm-hmm. it's a win-win. Mm-hmm. So finding that, whether it's negotiation or sales, finding that win-win, the mm-hmm. person at the end of the call gets something from you and you also, you know, pro, uh, are happy both by receiving the the payment and also mm-hmm. by receiving a good testimonial. So the sales, the, the reason why people think it's difficult is because they think it's a one-sided thing, but actually mm-hmm. it should be a, a win-win. Mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. I agree. And even that subtle change in the way we frame in what sales is, right? Um, helps us to be more confident in us providing or offering a product, product right? Making an offer. Because I think a lot of people do have a negative point of view or view of, oh my word, um, I'm going to have to sell this and it sleaze in a way I'm trying to, well, it's an outcome that I know I want, but that's me trying to get the person taking that outcome, right? And sometimes that can be a bit, seem a bit nasty, right? As a, coming from a, an individual, so it's very important that we do reframe that, like you said there. And you got a coach to help you with that, which is really, a, really awesome. And then um, speak to me a bit about leads, right? So you said that leads is obviously your speciality, something that you consider yourself to be an expert in. Um, mm-hmm. Speak to me a bit about why leads and um, why do you decide on leads? And um, if there's one particular tool that you would recommend people to do or, or technique to start getting used to generating leads? Mm. So I would say leads are the biggest problem for most businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, most, I don't say all, but most. Because before you get a sale, you need a lot of leads. So mm-hmm. let's say you get 10 leads and you close the sale two times. So it's like 20% conversions. Mm-hmm. So leads are very important and you need to be amongst leads all the time. So mm-hmm. I work with a lot of businesses who are consultative mm-hmm. or offer a solution. So mm-hmm. I don't really work with commodity businesses or businesses that that don't sell consultation mostly it's Mm -hmm. either consultative or solution space Mm -hmm. so when it comes to leads my favorite way actually there's no one tool (laughs) there's there's Mm -hmm. a lot of there's a lot of things that goes into it so but i run events as you you know i run a lot Mm -hmm. of events i run a lot of webinars you can do advertising you can do um content as well but my favorite way is edu- so basically whatever way you use my favorite way is through education 
So when someone learns from you and someone attends your event or learns from you and they have a good experience, they learn mm-hmm. something from you, they would, when you get onto a sales call, you almost don't need to do, do a sale. Mm-hmm. You almost don't need to do it. You just say, hey, when would you like to start? And that's mm-hmm. it. Because they have almost that they have known you even before having that call with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, and that's very interesting because like you said that um, having to be able to get someone to attend one of your trainings um, with is a webinar of some sort um, actually makes that person familiar with your teachings already. So when you're on a sales call, like you said, it's not that person's really familiar with you and it's not something new. It's easy to get the, the sale then. Um, and then um, another thing I wanted to ask you is you mentioned the networking a couple of times. Tell us a bit about the networking um, events that you're running and what made you decide to start creating these events? I started these events uh, last year, 2021, mm-hmm. because as, as we know all everywhere, I'm not sure, I think South Africa too, like last year was the worst year when it comes to lockdown, even mm-hmm. worse than 2020. Like mm-hmm. uh, I was in lockdown for seven months last year. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a very bad time. I was going out to parks, taking photos of plants to know the, the name of these plants. I was so bored. So I, I don't do that now, but I, that's what I used to do. And I had a vision. I was like, hey, you know, I can't go out and meet people. It was not possible at the time. Mm-hmm. To even meet face-to-face, not possible at all. You can't even go out to eat. And I was like, okay, so I want to meet a lot of people. And I started what I call the Asia Business Connect. Mm-hmm. And how the name came about is very simple. I just wanted something named after ABC, right? Mm-hmm. So I started it and I had one for Thailand. Actually, I had one for Singapore and I had one for Malaysia and uh, many different countries uh, around the region. Mm-hmm. And it was very localized. Like Thailand, I had a lot of people around Thailand I had people from people from Phuket. That's how I know Abel. I had people from Phuket. I had mm-hmm. people from... Samui from um, Chiang Mai attend and it was a very nice uh, event and I, I get to meet in an hour. The reason why I love it is because normally to meet that amount of people, I would need to go out and have coffee with so many people. Mm-hmm. But in an hour, I meet so many people and build relationships a lot. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think if, if it was not lead generation, networking is also a, another great way to get leads. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we talked about education, okay, besides education, my second favorite one is a referral. So let's mm-hmm. say how, like, like if I had someone who needed your help today and I referred them to you, Carl, mm-hmm. it would be beneficial for you because uh, the person already, already trusts you because they trust me, mm-hmm. right? So networking also is, is amazing. So I do it virtually. Um, I do it virtually so mm-hmm. it's a very efficient way to network um, and also it, it cuts off the cut out, cuts off the boundaries when it comes to travel right the logistics mm-hmm. and, and so you can meet like for example when I do, do one for Thailand you can meet people in Chiang Mai in Bangkok uh, of course I would love to do it physically as well but mm-hmm. for now it's it's virtually I like that I, I like the fact that you you also just been resourceful like you said the fact this all started from a pain that you personally had is that you couldn't go out to meet people um, because of the lockdowns but then what you realize is that oh why didn't I do this virtually 
and then this just grew and you started realizing that there's power in bringing people in a room together because also it helps you build greater credibility, right? For your business, for the lead generation. So that's very awesome. Um, Bob, I would just love to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Sit down with me and share your journey with us. Speak to me about, you know, your business, what, how you went about going into um, becoming an entrepreneur and creating leads for other individuals. I really appreciate the time that you took. Nice, nice. Thank you as well, Carl. Nice chatting with you. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this episode with anyone looking to maximize their life, as this will help us to continue growing the Coached Success community. In addition, connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and tell me what you enjoyed most about today's show. Links to Facebook and Instagram are in the episode description. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next week, stay winning.